Hello, hello, hello. It's nice to see you to see you nice. Welcome once again to Play Your Pods Right. My name is Steve and joining me once again, coming through the M Square, it's my lovely wife. It's Hayley. Hayley, how are you? Hello, I am good. Tired, but content. How are you? About the same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So here we are again to look back at our original episodes this week with the one and only catchphrase. So this episode was originally with Stevie G and we had a great time discussing this again. Audio isn't great, but we had a blast. So I'm intrigued to see what we find on this kind of rewatch, re-record. And also quick update on last week. So the Society Owes Me a Gen X podcast folks were in touch. Apparently they met Jet and Cobra at a meet and greet at a car dealership once. A a what? A car dealership. A car dealership. Yeah. I thought that's what you said, and I was like, "Wait a minute, let me just let me just double check. Why? Why would you have them at a car dealership? Is it to like were they like opening and was it promoting it? Maybe, uh, maybe they had like you know they'd be like, "Oh, Gladiators is brought to you by Toyota or some shit. I don't know. It just seems like an odd place. Like if you're opening it like a gym or something like that, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. But not a car, a car dealership. It just seems a bit odd. Yeah. And also apparently Ulrika and Hunter lived in their village during their little soiree. Oh my. Mm. Also, our mutual friend Alison turns out Paul Field is friends with her dad and they used to work together. Fantastic. And other mutual friend Sid was there for when Jet got injured and had to leave the show. Yeah, I saw that. I saw her post about that. That must have been awful to watch. Mm. I can imagine. I can only imagine what the like the atmosphere in the arena would have been like for that. I imagine it'd probably be much the same as when they saw Sam, the contestant from last week's episode, get injured. Yeah, probably it was a bit of what's going on kind of thing, and I don't imagine the the announcers wouldn't have been like, "Yeah, by the way, Jet's on her way to the uh, to the hospital." Everyone, bye. Yeah. But as I say, today we are here to talk about catchphrase, and the original air date was the twelfth of January, nineteen eighty six, and is still on the air. Yeah. Older than me. <laughs> Although it has had like hiatuses and things like that. It's, I've, yeah, it's, I say it's still on the air. It's been off the air for a good number of years before being resurrected. So it was devised by Stephen Radosh, which my autocorrect tried to change to Radish. <laughs> <laughs> and our hosts through time have been Roy Walker, Nick Weir, Mark Curry, and currently at the helm is Stephen Mulhern. I don't like him. Do you not? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what it is about him, but I, just, I don't know. I just don't like him. For me, I think it's I still can't shake the stigma of him being a children's presenter. Maybe, yeah, Cause, cause that's what it is. Yeah, because he still looks very, very young. He does. He hasn't aged. No, I think all. that's it. I think that's it. Like, I still have children's presenter in my head. Maybe him. that's just it. I mean, like my memory of catchphrases, obviously, with Roy Walker. So, in he wasn't exactly a spring chicken when he was nah. presenting it when I was a child. So maybe that's just what I'm used to seeing, mm. and then seeing somebody like Stephen Bullhorn presenting it, who was obviously much younger looking. I don't know, but I just don't like him in general. Not just for catchphrase. He'll come after you. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so the... Let him. Let him. Bring it on, <laughs> So the basic format of the original, it's actually changed since, but the format of the original is two contestants go head-to-head to solve cryptic clues that make popular phrases, and that's really it in a nutshell, and they compete for a holiday. I mean, it's changed now. Apparently there's three contestants at the start, and then they get whittled down to two after the first round. That makes sense. I can see why they've done that. I mean, you know, you've obviously had the two rounds and then you would go three to the final. Mm. 
if you eliminated somebody after the first round, then had a head to head, and then just one person going into the final, that would yeah, yeah, that I, works. I get that, I get that. But the prize of the show were the money that you won throughout the course of the game, and then a holiday. In this instance, for the episode that we watched, an eight-stop round-the-world trip. Yeah, which is that not is some bad. prize for the nineties. Yeah, and I mean they were plugging it as like TV's most expensive prize or something like that. Yes, t- TV's best holiday prize or something, something. along those lines. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not surprised. I mean that was that is a good prize. He also mm. like the winner also got an extra thousand pound spending money. Yeah, as I mean, well. That's... So if if you racked up some good answers throughout the course of the show and got yourself a nice wadge of cash, and then you got an extra thousand pounds as well and the holiday. Yeah, that's, you've had a that's a pretty good day. You've had a good day at the office. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So a few facts. So the second host of the show, Nick Weir, is sadly remembered as the guy who broke his leg after falling down the stairs of his oh, first epi- of his first episode. Oh, bless him. Which apparently that poor bastard. Yeah, and apparently uh, Stevie G's brother was there for that. <laughs> Brilliant. It, I can't remember if it was his first episode, but it was at least his first set of tapings. Yeah. And he is a little bit snake bit in the TV industry as every show he's fronted except catchphrase has only lasted one series. Ooh. What else has he done? I don't actually know I, anything about this guy. I don't know. I didn't go that deep into it, but it, it was just something that popped up on his Wikipedia that he's only that like, you know, he's all the shows he's done have only lasted one series. Uh, but he is, however, now the senior vice president of entertainment for Royal Caribbean International Cruises. Okay. So he's come out the other side of that quite nicely, to be fair. I guess, yeah. The original theme tune was composed by Ed Welch, and that name probably means nothing to you. Nope. But as a composer, he's probably known for his work on the raunchy Confessions of Movies. Oh, okay. That's an an odd sort of resume, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Catchphrase and Confessions of Movies. But also, he composed the theme tune to Blockbusters. Yeah, I can get that because it's a similar sort of thing to catchphrases, isn't it? It's a similar mm-hmm. sort of vein. Yeah, definitely. In the original US version, because of course, I forgot to mention, this is from like a US adaptation, uh, Mr. Chips was called Herbie. No. <laughs> uh, it was, he was called Mr. Chips as the TVS showrunners thought he resembled a computer chip. No. 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 He, he resembles more an actual potato chip than he does yeah. a computer chip. I thought that's why he was named Mr. Chips because Same. he was yellow and looked like a chip. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that was my line of thinking as well. Yeah, he does not look like a computer chip. No. So there's a whole big story that I told on the original recording of this about there being a delay in filming because in the second show of a taping block they ran out of catchphrases because the <laughs> contestants were useless. So basically, whilst they were waiting on a disc coming from America with more puzzles. One of the contestants helped himself to some booze backstage and got completely legless. As she would. And then there was this whole other thing about the the bike that went to go, that acted as a courier to go get the disc from the airport, broke down on the way back to the studio. The contestant who got legless, they called his replacement. And because he didn't think he was needed then and there, he just thought, oh, be on standby kind of thing. He went back to go work on his allotment. So then they sent a car to go fetch him. Oh. The fact that I wonder how far away he was as well and how much further that delayed them. Mm. You know, if it was just down the road or in the next sit town or something, then fair yeah. enough. But if it's opposite end of the country, then... Uh, yeah, no idea. I, I mean, imagine that's a good time. 
Yeah, I mean, this is all from Roy Walker, so I don't know how much is real, how much is embellished, and all that kind of thing. Like, okay. if this all happened in one day, then you know, it's very. By the time you get around to recording, that you're just going to be so fed up. Yeah, there'd be no point. And since inception, we've had multiple board games, DVD games, apps, and everything of that sort. So come as... to CEX for your catchphrase interactive games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as memories go, uh, this was a regular staple in our house, and as many Roy Walker impressions you could shake a stick at. Same. Yeah, very much the same. I used to watch this with my mum and dad and we used to sort of sit around the dining room table watching this mm -hmm. and trying to see who could get the answer the fastest. Yeah. We would also do the uh, do the impressions as well, mm -hmm. which I won't repeat here because they are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, of all people, reached out to Adam Bibolo of the Attitude Era podcast and the It's Raw Kitchen Nightmares podcast uh, because he watches episodes of Catchphrase on his Twitch. So that's twitch.tv slash Adam Bibolo as well as doing Bob Ross draw-alongs and other things. Very entertaining stuff, but here's what he had to say. I don't know if I have a specific favourite moment so much as just a bunch of favourite tropes, like how Roy will sometimes just scream, Right! And other, <laughs> and other times just sim just plainly say, You're right! If, if I had to pick one single trope that pops me every time, it has to be when the contestant wins the super catchphrase in the holiday, and Roy says, but we decided to give you some spending money too. And he'd pull a wedge of cash out, out of his pocket, adding another yeah. three grand to their total for no reason. So cheers to Adam for that and go check out his Twitch. So the episode we watched was Series 10, Episode 9, which brings it about 1994. That's crazy that they're on Season 10 in 94. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes they've commissioned like two series a year, that kind of thing. Okay. You'd have like one in the spring, one in the winter, that kind of thing. Okay. One thing I've always loved during the intro is when it gives you like the quick catchphrases and the voiceover guy tells the answer like it like it's supposed to be blatantly obvious. Yeah. Like in this one, for example, it's like, it's a t-shirt. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and also but also it's the fact it gives you no time to answer. Like literally, you've just like your eyes have just kind of made contact with the puzzle. And he's like, that's right, it's a happy birthday. Yeah, Shit I mean like it's that. good that it's kind of uh it pretty much explains the premise of the whole show mm. in that intro. And yeah. I liked that the actual catchphrases would change episode to episode. Yeah. But maybe that's why they ran out of bloody catchphrases <laughs> so quickly, because they were giving three away in the intro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the third one in the intro is window pane. It, it, it's a window saying, ow, that hurts, etc. Yeah. And then we get our man with, with all the catchphrases, Roy Walker. I always found these stand-up segments at the start a bit cringe. They really are, yeah. He always had like a silly story to tell or something like that, but it was just... You just wanted him to shut up and get on with it. Yeah. Like, they were really awkward to watch. Yeah. Like, on this one, he's like, oh, I'm a bit sad today, ladies and gentlemen. And he's pretending to cry, and you're like, shut up. Yeah. Just I mean, I'll stop. put it... Yeah, I'll put it in here. This is the first time in three years that I haven't received a letter from the Reader's Digest saying I'd won £50,000. <laughs> This is a very dated joke about the prize letters from the Reader's Digest. Like, do you it know is. about these? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and it's and there were, apparently this whole scandal like went on for years. Like, it was a, heavily investigated in 2011 because they'd basically make you think that you'd won. You, know, you were in the running to win this amount of money, and all it was was to get extra subscriptions and mailing lists and things like that, or get you to buy stuff from their book club and things like that. So you were spending more than you would get. If yeah, you ever got anything out of it, it's like a, um, a 90s equivalent of the uh, like the scam emails. Yeah, 
that everybody yeah, seems yeah. to be getting at the moment, all the text messages and things. It's like an old school equivalent of that. Like, but it was run by a legitimate Yeah, by Regis Digest that people actually Trust. trusted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very, very mad. But uh, And also further quick bit on junk mail from him before we meet the contestants, Marita and Sean. I'm trying to get a hold on how Roy is introducing her because he's just running down her CV. Pretty much, yeah. He seemed to be like, he was just stating facts about her and she's going, yep, yeah, that's right, yep. Whereas with Sean, there was a little bit more interaction. Yeah, and the best part about him introducing Marita is he even gives out a date of birth. What? Why is that relevant? <laughs> I don't, apparently it's because it's the same as Diane Ross. Like, I did think for a second he was going to give us a bloody national insurance details as well. Like. <laughs> And but, your driving license number is. <laughs> but she tells a story about how she appeared on TV as a tap dancer, but only her arm and leg made it to air. Oh. Uh, but yeah, as you say, like we get a bit more with Sean. Apparently, his dream jobs are either a deep sea diver or an astronaut. Yeah, he said he wanted to be a deep sea diver or an, um, an astronaut to get away from the phones. I'm just thinking to myself, that's a bit extreme. Can't you just like go for a drive in the countryside or something yeah i mean they're a bit opposite ends of the spectrum aren't they really yeah yeah <laughs> like just just go go to the seaside yeah that gets, that gets you away from the phones yeah you exactly. need to go to outer space mate <laughs> but if anything you're going to get more communication if you're up in space because everyone's going to be checking on you yeah but sean he's also so soft-spoken like he's trying to tell this story and i'm leaning in going what? Yeah, talking Speak about up. his um, being left behind in Miami or something. Yeah, so he went to Florida and it basically resulted in getting stranded in downtown Miami because the bus drove off without him. Yeah, and then Roy Walker says, uh, make sure you don't get left behind today. Uh, nice segue. Delicious. But <laughs> <laughs> we get shown, the, as I say, we get shown the grand prize, which is the holiday around the world, stopping in eight destinations, including Fiji. Ooh. Mm. Uh, Marita gets to set the prize per phrase fund and this is a trope i love is roy feigning excitement over the lower numbers yeah oh yeah. 45 pounds a catchphrase well uh, you could have got up to 90 and you got half yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we get rolling the first up was log cabin it was pretty simple the word cabin made out of wood yeah marita gets it but isn't too confident about it and then this as well roy I'm putting £150 into the bonus bank like it's coming out of his own pocket. Yeah. It's really not. And then here it is. Five seconds. Here we go. And it reveals Naffle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was always the thing. You know, you uncover that first square and you're like, well, that's giving me jack shit. <laughs> like, there is no way I'm winning this 150 quid straight off the bat. Like, yeah. not, uh, not a chance. Sean, you're back in play. Here's another catchphrase. Always my favourite. <laughs> Bible basher. Is, is that an offensive term now? It's yeah, not... you wouldn't get away with that now, surely. I don't know. It's not a term I've even heard since like the late 90s, early aughts now I think about it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But... Maybe it's just something that we've like not grown out of. I don't know. how. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And then Roy then insults Sean's tie, asking if, he, asking if it's supposed to be like that or if he's cut his throat. Yeah. That was so bizarre. It's so left field. That's just it. It's like I made a note that I was going to like address later on about how quickly this show moves, but he, Roy does always seem to have some sort of interaction with the contestants. But it's just so misplaced. Mm -hmm. Like you've just said, he just makes an off-the-cuff comment about this guy's tie. And then later on, he just makes him... Like Marita buzzes in and gets a catchphrase right, and he's just like, oh, you've got a lovely smile. Yeah. And like, it's what? It's just so random. It just comes yeah. out of nowhere. 
Uh, as it is, though, Sean's tie is actually a Spider-Man tie, but they can't do any close-up shots of it. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah. It, I was like, I was like, they seem to be dancing around this tie a little bit, and I was like, well, what's this red line that's running down it? And it's actually Spider-Man. Okay. So I think they had to be careful on that one. But uh, the bonus catchphrase, so far we've had the top and bottom right giving us not much of anything. The, but the next catchphrase is toad in the hole. And two things. One, not to brag, but I make a mean toad in the hole. You do. And two, the toad in this animation is frigging terrifying. It is. It's, it's, it's weird. It really is. Like, it's very crudely drawn. Like, it's honest to God, like I, I said it a lot last week, but it feels like five minutes before the coffee break. Yeah, just something that they've thrown together. It's like, oh, here's one we've never covered before. I'll just sketch something up quickly. Yeah, yeah. That was my issue with a lot of these catchphrases back in the day. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the show, but some of them were so poorly drawn or poorly edited that you couldn't actually make out what they were supposed to be. Yeah. Or some of them took a lot of setup Mm -hmm. as well. Some of them were quite convoluted. Yeah, I agree. The next one, it's clearly Treasure Island. Clearly Treasure Island. So a treasure chest bounces on screen. Opens up to spill out jewels and coins and an island. It is obviously Treasure Island, right? Absolutely, yeah. I got it. <laughs> Sean, island in the ocean? How is it island in the ocean when there's no sea or water of any kind on the screen? And then hands, passes it over to Marita, who just stares at it and says, Island box? What the fuck is an island box? <laughs> and, and Roy doesn't even let her finish the sentence. It doesn't even let her finish the guess before she goes, no, it's Treasure Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. There's like there's other instances later on in this episode as well where he knows they've not got the right answer because the first word that they've said is wrong and he just cuts them off. Yeah. Like, no, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've been waiting for a time to talk about the bed music for the animations, and now is as good a time as any. It, it's this this particular one, it's this weird kind of like tap dance number, but it's not the one I always remember. The two I remember, there's one that almost sounds, it's kind of medieval and it almost sounds like green sleeves a little bit. Yeah. Like the listeners can probably hear it underneath this, but, and then the other one, yeah, that's the one I always remember as well. Yeah. Oh no, so it, it, but yeah, it's a bit more frantic and stuff, but yeah, I, I just don't know how to describe it, but. Uh, but anyways, the catchphrase was tickled pink, and it it's also the start of this episode starting to turn a little blue. If you catch my drift, yeah, because the way that hand was gesturing, and let's let's be honest here, Mister Chips is a bit phallic. Yeah, <laughs> him yeah. turning pink and getting stroked. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> yeah, center square on the bonus catchphrase, and and it's got it for me. In fact, no, it doesn't. I thought it was safe house. See, I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't but... get this one, even when it they uncovered the side of the safe that showed the brickwork to mm. reveal that it was a house. So it was something yeah. to do with safe and something to do with a house, and I still didn't get this one. Yeah, I thought it was safe house. It's actually safe as houses. Uh, we didn't get Roy's full enthusiastic, right! We just got a slightly more subdued one. Safe as houses? Right! End of that, though. Sean is winning 255 to, Mar- to Marita's 45. Yeah, and then, that, I mean that's a good lead, and it only gets worse from here. Oh yeah, it, it's uh, it's not a good night for Marita, who yeah. but she buzzes at the start of this round to get ninety pounds a catchphrase. That's a bit better. Uh, it's a ninety out of ninety five. So this uh, this next one, it, it's a very basic one. Flying south for the winter. Literally the word winter four times over, and, and then bird. and then yeah, the word south on wings. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty cut and dry. Uh, and then the next one shows some nuts and bolts getting crushed by a weight. Marita says nut crusher, so the blue is starting to turn up a little bit more now. Yeah, everybody has a nice little giggle at that one. Mm-hmm. It's actually crushed nuts, but hey, at least Marita tried this time. And then we get another basic one with born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Literally, the word born, a silver spoon flies across the screen and goes into the mouth of the letter B. Yep. It's just, Easy. Simple. Yeah. And Sean's running away with it now on £525 to Marita's 45 We haven't even finished this particular round either. Uh, the next ones, we get uh, American Pie, and there's just nothing doing on... Like, the actual catchphrase board itself, there's just nothing happening. Like, yeah. no matter what square they uncover, it's giving us nothing. Marita finally gets in on Nosedive, which was another terrifying animation. Yeah, it was just a nose with legs jumping off a diving board. It was jumping off a person's face. Oh, was it? Yeah, it jumped okay. off a person's face that was really, again, crudely drawn and just like jagged edges and stuff. It, it tough to look at. And then I'm starting to think double yellow line for the actual bonus catchphrase, but Marita gives us a good guess with front line. Yeah, once I realised what the word was, mm. you know, once we'd uncovered enough squares for me to make out that the word actually was line, then I got it. Yeah. Neither of them get the good, the bad, and the ugly, which I thought was pretty straightforward. Me too. Yeah, you got Mr. Chips with angel wings, and then you got Mr. Chips again with like devil horns and a pitchfork, and then you get Mr. Chips again, and he's all roughed up. Yeah. Like, come on, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And they're thinking like, oh, three, three angels. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah. Only exactly. one of them is clearly is an angel. Yeah. And then the next one they get just before the timeout bell, plain talking. And a say what you see pushes them in the right direction for it. Yeah. And it's literally just a plane with a speech bubble saying, talk, 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 talk. Yeah. Which is Simple stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. Again, it was just the animation throwing me off, I think. And that from and from that, Sean gets the bonus catchphrase, which I was quite right, was double yellow line. And going into the break, it's Sean on 855 to Marita's 135 pounds. It's pretty, acad- it's pretty academic, isn't it, already? Yeah. yeah. But come back from break. Going to be fast and furious, we hope, in the ready money round. It's not his best delivery of ready money round. No. It's like, well, I was expecting the, uh, you know, the catchphrase of like, it's fast, it's furious, it's the ready money round. But yeah. No. It just, uh, it just goes, it'll be fast and furious, I hope. It says, <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Hint, so. hint, Marita, buzz in, play the game, love. <laughs> but to get us rolling on that one, we get Dream Team. And Roy makes this weird assumption that Sean's Dream Team is Aston Villa. Sean says, base- Where did Sean say he was from? I, I don't know. He didn't. Oh, okay. As far as I know. assuming that, like, so I was trying There's... to look back and I was like, did he say where he was from and that, and like, he lives around that area in order for him to assume that Villa is his team or. No. Has he just plucked a random football team out of the air? I think so. But yeah, and he just, uh, Sean says no and says he doesn't know who he supports. So we quickly move on. Yeah, that was really awkward. <laughs> it really was. But the next one was Traffic Jam. And after two squares, I've got the bonus catchphrase. And so is Sean. It's War of the Roses. And he's unstoppable now on £1,195. This next he's one. running away with it. Yeah. So this next one to ca- to start off the next round was just far too simple. Bacon and eggs. Yeah. Literally just some eggs in a frying pan. Mr. Chips walking on screen, carrying the word bacon and yeah. dropping it with the eggs. Yeah. 
And I also just feel like Sean let Marita have it. Maybe. He, he made Maybe no effort. Maybe just like to feel sorry for her yeah. at this point. Yeah. And then here's the bonus. Here's why this ep- I chose this episode in the first place and why I chose mm-hmm. it again for the mm-hmm. rewatch. It's the bonus catchphrase we all know and love. It's the dodgy one. Yeah. First, <laughs> so the first square reveal is Mr. Chips in a tux and winking. Yeah. But then we go back to regular catchphrases. Pelican Crossing is the next one. This one threw me a little bit. It, but I couldn't think what else it could be, so it must be Pelican Crossing. It's just a pelican walking on screen drawing X's. Yeah. The next square of the bonus is the crook of Mr. Chips's arm, and the laughter is starting, and Marita just looks confused. Yeah. Like, I don't think she realised why everyone's laughing. Yeah, but... it's like, come on, it looks like he's doing something naughty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to put it politely. The next one Marita gets is keen as mustard. And the yep. top right, and it shows that Mr. Chips is lifting his top hat in a milady style. <laughs> and then couple that with the winking, and also we can see his other arm moving, but it's at waist height and is obscured by the bottom row of squares. So it's really starting to look dodgy here. Yeah. And I do feel like the producers basically wanted the board to be resolved in this order as well. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's supposed to be random draw, isn't it? Like you hit the mm-hmm. puzzle and it reveals a square. But if you reveal just those few to show that he's uh, winking and his hand is moving in a... Um, suggestive fashion. Su- yeah, a suggestive way. Then And then you reveal what actually comes up later and gives it gives it away. Yeah, it this... makes it a more interesting round. Yeah, th- this feels by design. Yeah. Well, that's uh, just if... It. if they'd actually have revealed the snake first mm-hmm. you probably would have got it quicker and you wouldn't have had all the chuckles the and, yeah yeah but so, speaking of someone in the audience is having a great time <laughs> yeah even yeah. through the next phrase which was cut a long story short there is someone still just cackling sounding like the laughing policeman <laughs> yeah proper like belly laughing yeah on that catchphrase there the cut a long story short mm-hmm. i thought marita was screwed over there a little bit, yeah. Like, because she said, cut a story short. And I've known in other episodes when they've not quite got the answer right and he's given it to them. Yeah. And she said, cut a story short. And they said, no, that's not that's not right. We need more from you. Yeah. And yeah. it was cut, cut a long story short. She's like, she's only missed out one word. She still technically got the answer. Yeah. Like, she, she ain't winning anyway. Just let her have a bit of <laughs> Just give her this one. Yeah. Top left gets revealed and we get a snake looking very pleased and bowing its head, making this whole situation even worse or better, (laughs) depending on your viewpoint. And then Roy is well and truly off as well. He's losing it. But the the time bell for the show goes. So they'll resolve the wall and the first in gets the prize money. And we finally get the big snake charmer. As Sean gets it with snake charmer and Sean, Sean wins the game unsurprisingly. Yeah. With £1,555, so not bad going at all. This isn't the last time either we'd get like a raunchy catchphrase. So on the 2014 Mother's Day Celebrity Special, one of the bonus catchphrases was dicing with death. The first piece reveal was a hand moving up and down in a rapid motion near the person's waist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd imagine it, that was the hand that was shaking dice. I don't know, but yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I've not I actually see. seen the. I've not actually seen the clip of it, but I based on what the actual solution was, I'm making an assumption. Yeah, it's like rattling the dice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm. Hello, it's Steve from the future here. I've watched the clip, and it's actually a man chopping vegetables. 
So on to the super catchphrase then for Sean. Answer any five anywhere around the board for £50 a catchphrase, and then you get a bonus £50 afterwards for £300. I don't know why anyone would do this. No, me. The only way I could imagine you would do that is if you got stuck. And you were running out of time. Yeah. Yeah. But So obviously, like, you go through the M square in a line and you get the star prize, which is the mm-hmm. holiday. Now, the only way I could imagine would be like, okay, you go for the M square, you get maybe the next few, and then you can't complete your line. So you would just be like, okay, well, fuck it. I'll just yeah. get five answers and get the £300 because there's no way I'm completing a straight line to get the yeah, star yeah, prize. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it was generally always you go top to bottom as well. Yeah. And I think, so apparently this is a psychological thing, like that if you watch 90-something percent of the contestants will go top to bottom because the way, the, the shape of the board and everything, it looks like a shorter way. It does, yeah. It's it's uh, more like a rectangular shape rather than mm, an even a square. square. Yeah. Yeah. So but, it looks like it's quicker to go top to bottom than it is to go left to right. Or diagonal. Yeah. And they're, but they're exactly the same. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's the very same amount of answers. Yeah. But the, so here we go. Starting with the M square was carrot cake. Uh, Easy. H was king of the road. C was flash in the pan. R, one hit wonder. And W, and the smile that comes over Sean's face as he realizes he's got his sewn up. Shining example. Cannot deny Sean was a tremendous player throughout doing super catchphrase in 30 seconds. Yeah, that's just it. Like, I made a note here saying that you've got to do those five answers in a minute, which was sometimes, like, on episodes that I'd watched in the past, it was quite difficult because some of those catchphrases do take quite a lot of setting up. Yeah. So you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. You're waiting for it to reach the thing so you can make sure you've got all the information before you answer, essentially. So it would slow you down sometimes. So 30, to do it in 30 seconds, is that, that is good. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so he got £1,555 over the course of the show. He wins the round-the-world trip, and Roy just casually drops in, and we're going to give you another £1,000 to spend. Like, those guys just giving things away like it's going out of style. Yeah. Like, for the time, that is a hell of a prize. Mm-hmm. There's a hell of a lot of money, and to get the round the world trip, and you're visiting, was you say it was eight different countries? Yeah, including Bangkok and Fiji. That that is some good price. Hmm. So I mean, you're looking at probably like fifteen grand's worth of prizes. Yeah, and it's for two people as well. Yeah. And he was talking about flying first class and. Whatnot. It was it was just like oh with all that with all that money you won't need to worry about buses breaking down or getting left behind because you can just travel first class all the way. Yeah. Mm. And then. I tried to make some some sense of Roy's closing comments here. Uh, to be conscious that you are ignorant is a great step to knowledge. Is it supposed to be some sort of like food for thought at the end or some sort of like life quote? Or I don't I, I don't didn't know. understand it, it at all. It feels very Confucius says, you know what I mean? Like it Yeah. It got but, a couple of chuckles. It got laughs, yeah. And and I wasn't I'm sure. I just how... sat there like, what? Yeah. Like how am I? How am I, I supposed to react to this? Yeah, I didn't know if it was something that I'd misunderstood or there's something that like I wasn't getting the joke. Yeah, if there was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed catchphrase for what it was. Like this, well, this was a very one-sided game, but still a fun watch. And with the added bonus of the snake charmer incident. Yeah. Like I mean, it's twenty twenty-four minutes all in this, yeah. including credits, but because obviously the ads are taken out, like it, it goes very quick. 
it does yeah it moves fast but it, it's not too fast like there's other shows that you guys have covered on the podcast that move so fast that you can't keep up almost mm-hmm. whereas this one because it's obviously such a simple premise it's like if something comes up on the screen say what you see yeah like it, it's going to be a catchphrase or a well-known phrase of some sort that's all it is all the way through mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter that it's moving so fast yeah and as i say there is still some time for him to like interact with the contestants and things as well but not too much yeah you know like on the other side you do get some shows where they just spend too much time chatting to the contestants and talking about their life history and stuff and you're like just get on with the fucking game pointless whereas yes pointless <laughs> absolutely pointless but this is a nice balance yeah of the two and the difference is is like i know we're kind of going off on a mini tangent here but the difference is like this is itv so they have half an hour but three minutes of that is ads yeah so they can go They've at a got... nice brisk pace but they can but they can still take a second to have a chat yeah BBC have to fill that half an hour. Yeah, so they spend more time chatting with the contestants. Yeah. To, to fill those extra, like, what, five or six minutes yeah, that exactly. you have for ads. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we can't really talk about revivals as it's still on. And from what I've seen of it, it's fine. But as as we've said earlier on, like, Mulhern, it just doesn't, he just doesn't seem to have the charm that Roy Walker had. Yeah. Like, That's and- just it. It's like, okay, some of the things that Roy Walker said was were awkward. Or like that final closing statement is like I didn't fully understand if I was, you know, did I miss the joke? Or yeah, you know, like there there were some awkward things or some like his stories at the start were a bit cringe, but there was something endearing about him. Mm-hmm. He felt like your uncle. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's your lovely uncle Roy who visits once every three months and tells you some crazy stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that don't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this just doesn't feel quite like the right fit for Mulhern for some reason. Yeah. And again, maybe it's, as we kind of touched on, maybe it is his youthful appearance. Possibly. But same as I say, I just don't particularly like, like him. him anyway. That's fine. But who would you pick? Oh, Lordy B. Uh, it's, but I mean, we've See, I've said I think before, I'd... I don't really know the modern landscape. Yeah. Maybe sort of like a Vernon Cage type or... You know, we don't like him. No, I personally don't. And like the all star, because he did do catch, well, he's not listed as a catchphrase host, but I'm sure he did like celebrity specials or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I mean, I know he did uh, Family Fortunes, all star Family Fortunes yes, and stuff like that. Did, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, you, you, I think you need the charm that yes. is, is what you need for this. Yeah. That Mulhern lacks a little bit. But I don't know. Uh, it's, it's it's a question to come back to. So that is catchphrase well and truly in the books. Next time, we're going to meet back up with Nick Jackson for the precursor to catchphrase and with some very annoying, nonsensical puzzles with concentration. So we hope you'll join us for that. Oh, concentration. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the show that made me so angry. Yeah. Yeah. I was just enraged watching that. <laughs> It does not make sense. <laughs> does not make sense. Well, we'll try and make sense of the nonsensical next time. But in the meantime, to all you wonderful people listening, please check out our link tree for links to all our social medias, all the podcast players you can find us on, my guest appearances, and even our YouTube playlist where we've put all the shows we've covered so far at linktr.ee forward slash play your pods. And if podcast player allows, why not leave us a little rating and review? And if you like what we're doing, tell a friend, as word of mouth is still the best marketing tool going. 
But until next time, it's a goodbye, Mr. Chips, from me, Steve. It's a goodbye, Mr. Chips, from Hayley. She's waving. Didn't she do well? Thank you, everyone. Peace and good cheer. Here it is. I can't remember what that is. I've put a timestamp in. It must be for the five seconds. Here we go.